Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 163 of the podcast. I think about that for a second. Uh, I am your host, as always. I am Tyler, and joining me, as always, we have Justin. What's up, buddy? Not much. You ever uh, think you understand something from a movie, like, and you've been laughing at it for 15 years, then while you're at work, you re- suddenly realize what it really means, and you don't want to tell anybody because it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so you decide to have this discussion on the podcast? Yep. Recorded? Yes. Okay. Who, uh, does, who does number two work for? Oh, yeah. Austin Powers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I finally understand it all now. I think I might have before, but I forgot, and now I read <laughs> figured it out again. You know how long it took me to realize those, those uh, uh, the <laughs> K, the diamond store, the diamond selling store? Oh, yeah. K I, Jewelers. Yeah. Jewelers. I, I, it took me like 10 years to realize that every kiss begins with K. I didn't really quite get that. <laughs> I think it's slogan. So it happens to all of us. But also joining us, you might have heard him, heard him giggling. It is the Jack of Hearts. What's up, bro? Oh man, I'm doing all right. Another work week done. I'm excited for my next upcoming paycheck because I want to improve upon a couple upgrades. But I am doing fucking fantastic. I'm playing a lot of the Vita. Nice. That's just been a good theme, you know. You're on the Vita Island. Kind of, you know, that's pretty much been my main source of gaming this past, like, like over the past month, dude. It's crazy. Nice. What nice. does Vita mean? Life. Cool. Is that real? I don't know. Yeah, it is, actually. Oh, okay. I knew it meant something like that. I didn't know what it was. I remember no, from, like, a report. podcast a long time ago with Colin Moriarty. That's oh, okay. what I remember, most of all. Is the Vita, I believe, means life. Okay, makes sense. Um, the, How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing all right. A little hungover. Hungover. Yeah, I did a bad movie drink jinky last night with some of the talk ship guys, and Gabe was there. Jack was there. Yeah. <laughs> and did not end well for me. Uh, so I love you, man. I, we're doing we're doing some shows here tonight. It, yeah, it's uh, so I'm not going in this 100, uh, percent but I'll power through. I got we drank some. Justin was nice to bring me an energy drink. Got some water here. I should be able to make it. Um, Jake is not here this week. Uh, something came up last minute, so he won't be able to join us. Uh, but we said last week that no matter what, as long as three people were here, we were going to do the show. Yeah. Uh, there's as far Let's as I can count, there's three here. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and do it. Um, in case you guys don't know, we are doing our top thirty list, uh, our top thirty games of all time. We're each doing thirty games apiece. Um, we're going to do the first uh, thirty through twenty-one on this part one, and part two will be twenty through eleven and our honorable mentions. And then uh, part three will be t- uh, our top ten. Uh, we have I'll go we talked about the rules uh, a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to go over them real quick. Uh, so a couple of rules we have are um, the game had to come out before 2014. Um, it could not be it could not be a game that was on the Wii U, 3DS, Vita, 
PS4 or Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, but, for example, a game like Battlefield 4 or Assassin's Black Flags or whatever, Assassin's Creed Black Flags, those games were on both consoles because they came out you know, in 2013 right with the launch of the games. Those games are eligible, but a game like Dead Rising 3 or Killzone Shadowfalls that were that came out in 2013, but they were exclusive to the current mm-hmm. generation, yes. uh, those games are not eligible. Um, those will be on a list we do sometime years down the road. Um, but that they just kind of make it easier for a time frame. We don't want to like try to pick games and have games we played two months ago or yeah. slash year. Being it make it just makes so, it harder. This is basically more of a lifetime mm-hmm. of our games. As time goes on, it definitely changes, and who knows what those games that you love right now recently mm-hmm. will stick in your memory long enough like you might think it will. Yeah, even games that we played th- two, three, four years ago, or games we played twenty years ago. So I think it just makes it easier for that. Um, also, another rule we have is that you can't have the same game on your list twice. So, like, the example we used was, like, Resident Evil. Uh, was on PlayStation 1 and was remade for the GameCube and PlayStation 2 and all that. And the DS. And, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll go on and on there. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> a game, but, like, games that were made, uh, put on different consoles, like, a different generation of consoles, you can't have the same game twice. So, Resident Evil, for example, you can't have the GameCube one on your list and the PlayStation 1 version on your list. you got to pick one version. Yes. doesn't matter which one it is. could be the original or it could be the remade one. Just gotta pick one. Um, another one is cannot be a game like a collection game. It's so like the N- Namco arcade collection. They Mega released. Man. Yeah, the Mega Man Legacy Sonic collection. Yep, uh, those are not. You can't have that on here. You can have an individual game from that that game that collection of games, but you can't have the whole game itself. <laughs> um, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, and all minor game collections. Yeah, J- Justin just picked. <laughs> I have over three thousand games. Number one is actually the list. is the GameCube, uh, the Zelda collection on GameCube. Oh, <laughs> it'd be up there. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. So the last rule was that Jake had to take a shot every time we put in, we had a Nintendo game on our list. But obviously, that won't happen. Maybe when he listens to this. Oh my god! But if he were to listen to it, maybe he'll take shots while he's listening to the show and be dead I by he... twenty four. Oh, well, I hope he takes shots. Yeah. Oh, Sprite. Sprite. Hey, Sprite. Yeah. Alka-Seltzer. Milk and magnesia. Good for your kidneys. I'll drink. I'll drink. Really. Have a shot of X-Lox. Better than Coca-Cola. Yeah, he has to eat a chocolate X-Lox bar every time we name a Nintendo game. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the top, when we get to the top 15, it's got, he's got he's to uh, eat soul softeners. Burn. Top five has got to be NyQuil. Oh, man. Uh, that, that is. Then he's going to have to take uh, Preparation H after that. <laughs> Okay, that's got a little bit much. Everybody guys. at home, don't do that because I don't want to. I don't want to go to jail for manslaughter. <laughs> uh, could happen, man. I'd ruin your relationship with three easy steps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to our podcast is one. No. Listening to what we do is two. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to jump into our, our uh, game list. I'm going to start it off with number thirty. Number okay. thirty. Number thirty. Uh, so we're going to do. Well, I guess real quick. We'll spend a few minutes on each each one. We don't want to do like a like a whole ten minute rant on each game. This is you know no. this game, we're gonna do three shows tonight. We're doing this all tonight. I don't want to be up till six in the morning doing the show. Oh, no yeah. shit. Uh, so we'll have small discussions here and there. We're gonna just go over some things we like, dislike. Justin, if you can just tilt your list up a little bit more. There, that works. <laughs> I can kind of see the corner of my it? eye. I don't want to see. It. We don't know what our lists are. This is all gonna be surprises to us. Thus um, begins the gauntlet. Yeah, we'll ask some questions here and there, what we liked about it, or things like that. Tell some memories of the games, or whatever. Uh, whatever you want to talk about. Um, so, I'll start off with number 30, going big on on 3-0. Zelda, Link to the Past. 
Really? Ooh. Yes. Uh, so for me, I, I, a lot of it has to do, I think, almost with the memory of the game, mm-hmm. uh, me playing the game. Uh, great game, obviously. But I remember, like, it was my freshman year of high school, and it was uh, we were doing our finals. And with finals, we did it was like you had two hour and a half long classes every day for like, for like a whole week, and the test only usually took like 30, 40 minutes, if that. And we just hang out in the classroom. People listen to their, their iPods or MP3 players, what the hell they had back then, and or whatever. Just I would sit there and I had my Game Boy Advance SP. I actually traded in my old Game Boy Advance, got the Game Boy Advance SP, and um, Link to the Past they remade for it. Oh, smart um, man! I love the Game yeah, Boy Advance SP with it, and it was like right after Christmas. I used my Christmas money on that, and I bought that, and I remember just playing through that game on oh, my SP. Oh, oh. So great! That game is awesome. I love when you when I beat the third temple in the light in the light world. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's the game. I beat the game. And then no, there's a whole another like nine dungeons. Oh yeah, <laughs> some, some of the best boss battles I think were in Link to the Past and also Link Between Worlds. I don't know, maybe it's just that play style. I think that game. I think the Zelda's fun. Yeah, uh, I, I think that that style works best. Um, yeah, 1991's Zelda Link to the Past. That's my number thirty. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go next to uh, Justin. My number 30 is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 for the GameCube. Yay! Okay. I love that. This is, uh, this is my favorite Tony Hawk game ever. After this one, I didn't like really any of them. Oh, same bro? <laughs> no. <laughs> just because, uh, it is since, I don't know, Planet Pro Skater 3 is like the purest one of them all to me. Like, uh, it, it, it had uh, everything in it like that the previous ones didn't. Like the two things. Like, I think the second one introduced manually. Yeah. And the third one introduced revert, and you had mainly already, and you can like connect all oh, yeah. the tricks together. Yeah, and uh, it was just a lot of fun, dude. And I got really insanely good at that game, yeah, especially after watching like my, my brother play him, and like uh, like especially the first and second one. I was never that good at those ones, but I finally got to the point where I could like whoop his ass, nice, and just get like crazy points. But uh, uh, the levels were like the biggest thing for me, like just how unique they were and. They, they feel like a character in their uh, own right, uh, like the suburbia. Oh, the, the music is fantastic. Yes. It, it, the third one, I think, is Ollie the Magical Bum. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ollie the Magical awesome. Bum. Like, there's a, there's a th- something you have to do in like, a challenge. you got to Ollie over him. Mm-hmm. And you can yep. play as him later on and you unlock him. Oh, and, and another thing I thought was really neat at the time, not so much anymore. I played the fifth one recently. It wasn't as cool. But uh, you, could unlock, you could unlock videos, real skate videos, and they were all awesome. Yeah, like I loved Rodney Mullen's skate video. Yep. And this guy, I can't remember his name, but he was sick. And uh, no, it's it's. I do not have this game, and I really want to find this game. I love this game. Yeah, that's why it's my number thirty. Okay. Well, very cool. Um, moving on to the Jack of Hearts, number thirty, bro. Mega Man Two. Oh. Okay. Why I like Mega Man 2 so much that I put it number 30? Well, that's just a thing. The game in of itself plays smooth. It's just a great fundamental like platform at its core. Mega Man 2, level design, music, all the crazy-ass moments you have in that game, from being chased by a fucking mechanical dragon all the way from point A to point B using your fucking... Well, I think it was like using the... I think it was either Quick Man's like, boomerang or... Yeah, it was like Quick Man's boomerang in order to try to defeat this dragon and stuff like that, but that scene in particular, and it's also, the reason why I like Mega Man 2 so much is just everything you work towards in that game, and then finally going towards the end of that, uh, the final boss, like, 
you get the... Oh, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler, so anybody who's never played Mega Man 2, Oh, yeah, no, spoiler, me. guys. We're going to be... Sp- like, unless one of us says don't spoil it, just in case they want to play it or whatever. Yeah. We're going to spoil shit. Okay. Yeah. It's just that final, like, boss battle scene where you finally go ahead and get Dr. Wily, and it looks like that he transforms into a fucking alien. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> and you have to try to fucking use the bubble lead, like, stuff to try to beat him and stuff. That last boss battle was such hard as shit. But yet, once you finally beat him and it just reveals itself that it was actual simulation, man, it was really cool. And to this day, I love going back into playing not only the first Mega Man, but Mega Man 2 especially, because great game to play. I love the music. Metal Man Stage, that music is in. It's freaking ingrained in my memory because of that game. And I'm definitely going to play this game. The version that I originally played this of was from Mega Man Anniversary Collection, but Mega Man 2, that's what I love. That's number 30. Awesome. All right. Cool. Uh, my number 29. Uh, going big again. Sorry, I thought, you said, I thought you said Mighty number 29. I know, that's what I thought too. <laughs> Is that what you said? No, but I okay. wish I would have now. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> my number 19. Yeah. I can't wait to get the Mighty number 9. Oh, no. Actually, number, Mighty it, number it 9 is, is my number 9. nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number 29 is Super Mario Strikers from 2005 for GameCube. Oh. Um, fun little story with this. I actually, my first job with my first paycheck, I bought this game. Mm. And I remember playing the shit out of this game while listening to Genesis for some weird reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, Phil Collins, Genesis Hold back in that day. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> listen to that. But it was just, oh man, I, this game, they don't, I don't think I made another one for the Wii and it just wasn't as good. Um, Superchargers, yeah. Yeah, I just, it didn't click well. But I love, like, they did basically the whole Mario Kart system where they had, like, the trophies and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, really? The, uh, this it was just so much fun. It was a, a quick game. Like the game was like five ten minutes. Um, it was just I had a blast playing through this game, and I'm kind of bummed they didn't make any more. I kind of wish this is a continuing series on every console because I would love to to play another one. But no, it's for sure fun, great game. Uh, brilliant. I've never been a big fan of soccer games, but this one I was definitely into. Uh, this and Rocket League are the only two soccer s games I've ever really <laughs> got into. Um, but yeah, that's my number twenty nine. Awesome! I think I've played it before, and I I love that game. Played with well. you actually. I think I remember going over to our buddy Will's house, and we were playing four player. Uh, this. I remember it being really fun. Yeah, it was, was fun. Good times. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of soccer games either, so yeah. that meant something though. Uh, my turn. Yes. My number twenty nine is Sonic the Hedgehog two. Ooh. <laughs> uh, my fondest memories of this actually playing this game is when I used to go stay at my grandma and grandpa's about two hours away from where I live currently. I would always. I would always play a system there. It could be Super Nintendo, could have been the GameCube, could have been the Sega Genesis. Uh, that's pretty much the three that I always took over there. But uh, one time I went over there, I played Sega, or, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 over and over again with my, yeah. my cousin Amanda. And uh, it just, that's when I fell in love with that game. Just like, especially like the casino levels. Oh yeah. And, uh, there, there's some stuff in that game that I do not like. But uh, like, especially like the waters parts and like, how you have yeah. to like you can't breathe and like you gotta find the bubbles always frustrated me oh especially chemical plant zone you know yes oh man I never could beat the water levels in the first Sonic game except like the fourth world it's, it's not an easy game no like I actually beat it recently with like uh, on the th- 3DS like save states oh, okay. and stuff that was really cool but uh 
yeah, it's, I really love this game. Uh, it's definitely my favorite Sonic game to date. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's just it's a unique platformer. It's it's really fast and it has kind of a, a strange momentum, like almost like you're on ice. Mm-hmm. Like because you go like you're going really fast and you go to slow down. It's like you can just feel like he's kind of sliding. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. different than Mario. <laughs> yeah, definitely different style. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right, that's. Boom. Okay. I know if you're there or not. All right. I'm dead. All right. Jack, number 29, bro. Tetris DS. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I absolutely love Tetris. So when this version came out on the Nintendo DS, like right around the time, like a year or so after it launched, I was enthralled. I wanted to get this Nintendo-themed Tetris game. So I went ahead and I played this game for months. And I kid you not, months on end, I'd be playing Tetris DS along with some handful other DS games at the time. But during high school, like even the later parts of like my junior senior year, I loved playing um, like a lot of it because the whole thing—it's Tetris, pure and simple. The gameplay's addictive, this and that. But there were so many different modes from like just inspired by certain like Nintendo franchises and stuff that I just couldn't get enough. But uh, but yeah, other than that, though, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing really much I can say. It's that's, it's that's te- my personal favorite Tetris game as well. Yeah, I know, man. It's just so awesome because of the the old fastness of like uh, how you need to complete this in a certain row and this and that. But yeah, that's my 29 Tetris DS. Awesome, nice. Um, TC, it's me. <laughs> uh, going to number 28. Uh, everybody knows I'm a big Madden fan. Playing yeah. shit ton yeah, of Madden. Yeah. Uh, but my number 28, this is the only NFL game that's on my list. It is <laughs> Spoiler two, alert. It is 2004's NFL Street 2. Really? Uh, Ooh. Yes. <gasps> oh, NFL Street. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm thinking NBA Street. Yeah, I'm thinking NBA Street. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this, man, oh, God, NFL Street 2, NFL Street was a great, the first one was really good. That, for the first, you know, it, it had some problems with it, but still really good. NFL Street 2, like, it just... Totally, like, the game got faster. They figured out how to do everything better. Uh, but I just love, like, you created your own player, and you sucked really bad. I mean, the quarterback, obviously. <laughs> and But, like, as you play, you basically, like, you played a bunch. Like, you played all 32 NFL teams, and there was, like, uh, four, like, all-star teams you played through. And, like, that was, that was basically, like, the, the story mode, I guess, if cool. they had one. But, like, you got better as it went. It was, like, hard. And then, like, it just, it was, like, a lot of great games do. It was just, like, you get more powerful as the game goes, goes on, and by the end, you're just, like, dominating everybody and that's just kind of how it was and like when I got really good and I got like you unlocked NFL players that were better and better as you went on you made the game fun I'd actually get up for school get up early before school and play like three or four games that's awesome I played this game for years on GameCube um, <laughs> it sounds awesome game. They, NFL Street 3 came out like right I forgot at, about that game yeah um, it came out right at the tail end of I think it actually came out after like the PS3 and everything came out on, but it came on the P- PS2 um, and it wasn't as good. And then they've remade a new one, like NFL uh, something, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, came out for 360, and it was just like, they tried to, I don't know, it took out the fun out of the NFL Street 3, where it was just like crazy over the top, you hit somebody, they fall, like, almost like a Blitz-like. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a middle ground between Madden and uh, Blitz. Like a good balance between yeah, the... Yeah, it was just like crazy unrealistic. Yeah, it was like you're playing in like actual like like construction zones or like just in like in the like the backyard somewhere and stuff like that and then this one came 
the one for 360 came out and they tried to make it like you could do like wall jumps they put it in actual stadiums it just it didn't have the, the feel of it and they tried to make it too much like like an arcadey Madden um, it just wasn't as fun but it went a little too much in one of the directions yeah that you're talking about. Um, but that's my number 28 uh, Justin what's oh, yours shnikes. Uh my number 28 is Doom 2 oh wow uh, this is specifically for the 360 port mm-hmm. um, I just I love I love Doom 2 I think it's just <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to talk about this game uh, like it's it's one of my top, like, my favorite first-person shooting games, for sure. Yeah. Um, I love the way you move around, and I actually even love, like, the this, the quickness. Like, I mean, obviously the quickness has said that. Uh, like, instead of, like, having to stop and aim, like, just, just moving around, strafing from side to side, and this, it pretty much auto-aims as long as you're, it goes vertically for you. Yeah. And I just, I love that. Like, it's just, it makes it a whole different game. It's so fast. It, it's made for that too, you know. It's just it designed in such a way that it it, it it wants you to go fast, it wants you to get really good at doing bobbing and weaving, mm-hmm. and just going cruising. I keep saying fast, but it's what, it what is. this game reminds me of, man. And the and the music is just it fits it so well. It's like metal metal type of music. Uh, I I, lo- I love the uh, my, actually my favorite thing about this game is is kind of the the background of the, like. You're on Mars, and like hell is there. Yeah, and like, yeah, I think is on the second one. Is that where hell comes to Earth? I yeah, don't remember. I believe so. I'm. I'm the only time I, I remember playing through it with you on Xbox, uh, 360. Yeah, and we we played through it fast, and like we were drinking. <laughs> like the whole we drank. Yeah, we drank Jägermeister, and um, yeah, I remember we beat pretty much beat the whole game from beginning in one night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't. I remember it, but I don't remember it as well as the first one. Because I, I mean, that's yeah. the only time I played no, it. That's true. Pretty much was that night with you. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it was more of the same. And yeah, I was fine with that. Oh yeah, certain games you're cool with being more of the same yes. when a sequel comes out. Don't yep. don't mess with the good system that you have. No. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's like it's not cool when they don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's like sometimes. our guys NFL Street Two. Yeah. Exactly. They went too. They try to change it. Like you didn't need to change it. Could have left it as is. Yep. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's that's my number twenty eight is Doom Two. Okay. Uh, Game. Yeah. Your You're... number twenty eight. Yes. Sorry. My number twenty eight is WWF No Mercy. Who? That the sixty four game. Yep. Oh. For Nintendo sixty four. Mm. No Mercy and myself. We have a long track record. I remember when the game came out, my mom bought it for me for, like, <laughs> after getting some good grades and stuff like that, and I was so enthralled because as the huge professional wrestling fan as I was, even back then, I'd play that game to death, going through making my own creative characters, doing this, doing that, but I had a hell of a lot of fun doing the character creations and stuff. The whole character customization, like, features in all the other wrestling games since then... Oh, a debt of gratitude and no mercy because that one had so much in-depth stuff to do. But the reason why I liked No Mercy so much is the way you could go through and like go through the championship modes inside each of the games and go through and just basically it had separate storylines and stuff that you could like with the branching story arc stuff from each championship, from the WWF championship to all the way down to the women's championship. It had a lot of replay value. 
and even for years, there are still people who love to play this game to this very day because not only the gameplay was simple, not like uh, in, you know, most recent wrestling games where it's so fucking complicated with all the other, like, uh, button combinations and stuff like that that, uh, you know, people are going to be confused, like, going through, relearning different things. But No Mercy had a simple control scheme, A to grapple, B to strike... You know, and then all of a sudden the combination of that plus other, like, uh, analog stick, like, uh, you know, positions and stuff while holding A or B, you know. But, uh, the thing I remember most about WWF No Mercy was the whole thing that I used to do with Sarcastic Gamer. I remembered this vividly, that one of my first big things that I want to try to do, like, just to try to pay homage to the community of that site was to create individual professional wrestlers for each of the popular members of, like, Sarcastic Gamer from from our good buddy, like, uh, Sam Wright, which is Deadpool Sky, he was known as, and then, like, I think there was a Cam Dog, was, I think it was <laughs> there as well. It, it, it was just some sort of fucking hodgepodge and stuff. I think I remember making the guy, like, uh, a la douche or something like that, with, like, a fucking Shawn Michaels <laughs> knockoff and stuff like that, him fighting, like, Captain Average of that site and all this other <laughs> shit. But, uh, you know what? I just had so much fun just creating a bunch of different wrestlers and have them fight and do, duke it out with one another that uh, it is definitely my one of my favorite and probably my most favorite like wrestling game of all time when it comes to all the custom stuff that I could do. But, yeah, that's my 28. <laughs> I also love that game. Yeah, actually, I remember playing it a lot uh, in Alex's basement yes, when we were kids. all the time. Uh, yeah. I wasn't even a fan of wrestling, and I thought the game was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah and I, I there's one more thing I could say about it, too. When I did the live stream a couple of years back, and uh, you guys, yeah. like you and Jake, were watching while I was playing that. I was sipping some 7-Up, and then all of a sudden, I, I just had the CPU go against one another, and I made a character for Tyler and a character for Jake, <laughs> yeah. and both of them were wrestling each other, and I had forgotten to like edit some other things. So Tyler Irish whips Jake into the corner for the turnbuckle. All of a sudden, I see... Tyler go up, gyrate his hips, and go through yep. and fucking do a hurricane run on Jake all the way down yeah, to pin him for I three. I vividly remember that still. <laughs> awesome. I was he did two matches. I my character won both. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, as soon as he did that, I sprayed seven up all over my fucking lap. Oh, that was great. <laughs> was great. That was definitely a highlight. I think that was my first extra life. Uh, was, yeah, that was cool. Um, well, moving on to twenty seven. Uh, my number 27 is 2003's Donkey Konga. Really? Ooh, the best Donkey Kong game ever invented. <laughs> no question, no argument from anybody here in the world or in this room or on this podcast. <laughs> the greatest Donkey Kong game of all time. Do I need to, do I need to explain that it had the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones on it? Did you guys know that? No. Did it really? The Bulldog guys. Yes, it had um, uh, the, the, uh, that's the, uh, all the small things. Oh, that was them. Um, they also had Rock Lobster. I, I played the Rock sh- Lobster. I probably played Rock Lobster a thousand times. Uh, then I finally I played it so much that like my dad used to complain because I played it in the middle of the night. Um, I'd be like, sm- I'd be clapping and waking him up. And so I'm like, oh, I could just tap the sides of the, of the bongo. People don't know this is a you get bongos you played this game with. And I would actually like, so I got really good. And I started tapping the sides. It's also faster. So when you had to clap, I just tapped the sides. That's right where the, uh, the, the you know, the volume was, the speakers were, or the mic was, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, no, this game is great. All, I, they're not on my list, I'll say right now, but even the sequel and Donkey Kong Jungle Beats, the 2D side scroll they made. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also really cool. I always wanted to play that game. It was like, the only complaint was it was like a $50 game, and it was like an hour and a half long. Oh. So I kind of bummed, but the boss battles were really cool in that game. Nice. Do you have something you want to say? I just, I always wanted to play that game. I remember we played it. And, I, I mean, we played Donkey Konga. Yeah, I mean Jungle Beats, I never though. played that one, I don't think, where you go through. I might have watched you play it once. Yeah, something. I don't think I owned it very long, because I think I beat it and was like, oh, that's it. I beat it probably a few times, and it was like, I thought right. that game was pretty sweet, though, that Donkey Konga. I wish they make more of them. There should have been more of them. I think, there was, like, there was, I think there was a third one. I could be wrong. I know there was Donkey Kong 1, Donkey Konga 1, 2, and Jungle Beat. But okay. there you go. That is the greatest Donkey Kong game ever invented. Might as well just shut the whole franchise down at that point. Let's bring it back. <laughs> uh, Justin, what's your number 27? Oh, how boring. Mine is Doom. <laughs> yeah. The first one to the sequel, of course. Uh, I love it for the same reasons. Um, I, I like Tyler said I'm more familiar. Well, he's more familiar with the first one. I yeah. am too. And uh, that's why I picked that one first. It's the first one. I mean, the second one obviously couldn't have been what it was about the first one. So Yeah. I, I picked the first one for my number 27. <laughs> Doom. Great game. Doom. Yes. It's awesome. Play it someday. Sometimes. You should, you should, everybody should play it. We actually played it recently. You were over here playing on Xbox One. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was awesome. Yes, it was. Best music in the whole franchise. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yeah, I agree with that. For yeah. sure. That's it, though, for Doom. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, no, you're right. <laughs> uh, going ahead and moving on to uh, Jack. What's your number 27? Half-Life 2. Ooh. I did not see that coming. Me neither. <laughs> I know, you know, it's like I'm not really known to play first-person shooters all that much, but whenever I have one on my list, it's like, eh. But anyway, Half-Life 2, in a nutshell, is one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played. The whole element of the environment, in terms of the feel, you know, of this game in general, from beginning to end, the campaign can be pretty tense, it can be scary at times, especially when you go to... Like, the particular portion stuff where all those fucking, like, head crab mutations and stuff just start tackling you all at once, you know? Just attacking you. But it has some of the most inventive, like, sh- weapons I have ever played inside of a shooter game. Like, the whole element of the gravity gun. The gravity gun is, like, one of those fucking weird-ass things where you can just grab certain elements. You just kill, like, a bunch of, like, random, like, uh, head crab mutants and stuff like that. Oh, and not forget Lamar, you know, that the, the fangless head, like, head crab and stuff that the doctor has and all this other shit. I remember playing this, I remember playing this, like, uh, like, oh, for a while or something like that on my Xbox 360 when I first got the orange box. And I gotta admit, though, it's like, I was not really sure, like, what all the hype was about for Half-Life 2, only because I did not have a dedicated PC, I know for a fact that I had no idea, like, the Half-Life games were even going to be somewhat interesting to me. So, on a whim, I just bought the game, I started playing Half-Life 2, and, uh, you know what? I am really glad that I did, because I, (laughs) I had a great time just going through using, like, freaking pallets and stuff to transverse, like, uh, like a terrain or something like that where you get hurt or something like that if you even even touch it or like use the gravity gun for all sorts of weird shit and I'm just recalling memories that I had like back in 2009 2010 I think it was then when I did finally beat this game it's and it has one of those mindfuck endings too where it's like it yeah. just it's like really did that just happen you just 
pause me at the most vital point in this whole story, it just, it basically ends on a cliffhanger, and you're left thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. So did episode two. That. <laughs> I know, I never really, I never played the, like, you know, Half-Life 2 episode one or episode two or something like that. I just played through the entirety of Half-Life 2, went through the whole game of itself, but yeah, I really had such a fantastic time playing it. So, yeah, from a number 27, I believe, that's Half-Life 2. Nice. Well, quick, though, I, that game is a great game. I played that on, I got, I got the orange box. Yep. Uh, playing that, and then episode 1 and 2, those games are fantastic. Yeah, they are. Half-Life? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, right on. Yeah, great collection of games. Uh, I do want a third one. I, I, I want a third one, but I'm like, at this point, I forgot so much about it that I don't think I'd ever be bummed if there was never a third Half-Life game. Um... Moving on to 26, uh, I think it's funny that um, that you guys like the considered like like the two big Nintendo fans of the po- podcast, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so far so far, including the one I'm about to talk about, four of my f- uh, five games so, so far are um, Nintendo games. <laughs> <Yes>. So, uh, <laughs> but number 26 is 2004's WarioWare Touched oh, uh, for the oh. DS. Um, yeah, uh, so this was, for people to know, real quick, it's like, because uh, it really hasn't been another one since uh, the ones for uh, Wii. Um, yeah. It was like a crazy fast-paced, like, I think they call them micro-games, because they, were, they weren't mini-games, because they're like, they like literally two, three-second games, uh, mini-games, micro-games, whatever. Uh, you just flew through like 20 or 30 really fast. Um, it was all touchscreen-based. It'd be like super things like, pull uh, this nose hair, and it'd be a close-up of some, like, Wario's nose, and he pulls his nose hair out, or... <laughs> Um, remember one of you could drive in a car and you had to drive they, they don't crash and like oh, yeah. something swerves in front of you or jumps in front of you you got to swerve out of the way of it um, but this game like there's there's like 200 uh, micro games in it so you gotta think maybe 10 minutes of gameplay in there and I probably put 15-20 hours into this game mm-hmm. um, that's awesome played through it over and over again I loved it one of the first games I ever actually got on launch day uh, I remember going up to the store and actually saving up money and going up and buying it I was so excited for this game I remember the cover of the game. Yeah, well, I think it's just it's just Wario's nose, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's Wario's face. It's has an orange, orange cover with a stylus like, like pulling his mustache. Yeah, um, yeah, great, uh, awesome. great game. Uh, highly underrated franchise, if you can call it a franchise. I think there's only three games in the in the series. What, where does Game and Wario fall into play, though? Is that it's different? But game it's, and Wario is kind of where you make your own games and stuff. Well, I'm thinking the one for the Wii U, but. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's based. Oh, on that's the It's essentially it, but they. Yeah, like I don't know why I really they just didn't call it WarioWare. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. That was DIY. I was thinking of Game of Warrior were just oh, a yeah. couple of. Uh, it was kind of like what Tyler was saying. A couple games or something like that. Yeah. Where you, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I have that game. I need to play that. Um, I played a little bit of it. I got, I got free. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I got free for the Mario Kart yeah. thing. Um, yeah, that's my number twenty-six, awesome. Justin. Number twenty-six. The Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, ah. Not on my list, but I considered it at one point. It is. Uh, just even before I actually started thinking about these games, there's quotes from that game that pop in my head from every. Where is the sexy footage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm floating like a candy or a candy wrapper in an updraft, like when you're playing the Homer. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of other ones too that I can't think of right now. But uh, this game, it, it's like. This is my Grand Theft Auto. Like, this game, when it came out, like, it's just, like, inside Springfield. Uh, there's this 
so many characters in it from the show, of course. And uh, you get to explore Springfield in 3D. And uh, there's some missions that aren't that great. It's like, they're kind of like crazy taxi missions, I think, where you just those pick ones. people up. Yeah. But a lot those of them ones. are actually unique. And there's like platforming involved. And there's like a story going on, which is actually pretty fun. Like, I, it's crazy. I never beat this game. Me neither. But I got so far, though. Like, I think I was like almost like the end. It was like after uh, it was Halloween and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's cool. The whole world changes. Yeah. These uh, different chapters or different themes. Sometimes you're in a different area, but it's really cool. Uh, this, this game, I think, wasn't like kind of cell shaded. Yeah, it looked like the show. Bit. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just, just a fantastic game. I do not own this game currently, and I would love to find it somewhere and try to play it because it will never be out on anything else again. No. No. Oh, I can think of anyways. Especially being a licensed game. Yeah. Uh, unless there's like some crazy Simpsons collection someday, but uh, yeah, this I love this game. It's yeah. awesome. Definitely in my top ninety games of all time. Oh, for sure. Because it was on my I made like ninety games at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, that's my number twenty six. Simpsons right. hit and run. Um, Jack, number twenty six, bro. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker is just one of those Zelda games where I got at launch, I played it on the GameCube for quite a while, I didn't really use any type of like guides or something for it, but uh, what I did though was, it was just one of those games where it was just kind of weird and stuff, where I was so used to playing the 64 things with them kind of looking sort of realistic, and then all of a sudden going to the cell shadedness of Wind Waker and it feeling very fresh in terms of like... Uh, not only the presentation, but the way the, the Zelda-like quests and stuff like that were performed. It was really refreshing in sort of a way. You know, going through the whole aspect where you're meeting, like, the Dicky Tree and stuff like that, where you're helping, like, Makar and stuff like that, and then you're helping, like, all the other various little NPC characters in the game. And, uh, oh, man, just using a lot of the various little items, too, you know? Like, the, the whole Dicky leaf and stuff where you had to fly to and from places and... Just collect all the gems, but I, I I gotta say though, like even collecting some of the Triforce pieces, like with your ship and stuff like that, that was a pain in the ass. And I did have mm-hmm. to use the guy to do that because that that's sure. kind of that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> but uh, oh man, just riding in your ship, you know, just going to play the island to island, that just felt really relaxing for some reason. And you know what? That's just one of those few games where I can go back and play, even ten years down the line after beating it, and just say. You know what? This game looks fucking great still. I love playing it. The action is still intense. And you know what? It's it's pretty much, and this is kind of an insane thing to think about, that was the last Zelda game that I remember fully beating, you know? Because truth be told, that is like one of three Zelda games, no, four Zelda games that I've actually beaten. <laughs> really? Yeah, despite owning most of them. But yeah, that's my number 26. Nice. Nice. Um, For me, number 25. um, It's like I mentioned it a little bit ago. Everybody knows I love Madden. Plays a ton of Madden every year. (laughs) There's one game that I have bought every Madden on day one going back to 2005. Like I bought it at launch, except for one year. That was in 2013. Because of this game right here. I I didn't buy Madden for this year. 
until the after like the day or two after Christmas. Okay. That I was playing this game so much, and that is it's 2013's NCAA football 2014. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's the last one in the series. Uh, I, yeah, I really forgot about that. Uh, yeah, that, when the whole lawsuit happened, That's unfortunately, correct. I understand it, but it's, it sucks. Um, but this is like I actually for the last couple NCAA football games, I actually liked more than the Maddens. At that point, there was like lots. They used the same engine, but there was so many. They the games were so different at the same time. Uh, where it, it just in the last one, it was so much like the real. Where like. In the college, there's so many different um, offenses, like different types of defenses and um, offense. And where football, everybody kind of uses the same style, but with different kind of systems and stuff. But with with college, you had like the pistol, you had the triple option, you had spread option, uh, like you had, and then like you had like a weird uh, defenses where it was like the three five six or I can't remember what some of them were called. But it was just so much fun playing this game and playing. I used to like go through Dynasty. And find uh, I love playing against teams that like ran different offenses. Like, I always play Navy Navy every year because they play the trip. They use the triple option where it's just they just it's a lot of pitches. Like they're very rarely passed. It's a lot of just running. And I love just playing against different styles. And while I love Madden, obviously I play it like 100, 200 hours every year. But everybody runs the same style. I can pretty much play the same defenses, same offense, and just crush them every time. <laughs> but it's, with with this, it was just so much fun. Becoming a better, like, just for a game you spend hundreds of hours playing every year and still finding new and different ways to play the game, just because all these different offenses and defenses that teams used, um, I, I just, at that point, to me, it was far away better the better of the two franchises. And I'm, I'm hoping it comes back one day. Um, if they talk about EA talks about it every now and again, but so far, nothing. I, I um, personally prefer NCAA, too. Yeah. I, I love the recruiting. I love being a powerhouse, and like I'd have like everybody on my team was like a seventy-eight and above with the ratings, and like my, my that's good. That's I really take it. well. Yeah, well, the good. bottom you never sixty-five player in your team is like a seventy-eight, uh, and they're better than most starting most oh, starters nice. in the league. Like my third string quarterback was like an eighty-seven, oh, and now you're not. Yeah, it was it was just kind of crazy how powerful like my teams got. It was, but it was, also, what was fun about it was you're constantly every four year, three or four years, three or four seasons. You're getting new. You're it's just constantly changing with all the new players you're getting because the kids cool. are graduating or leaving to go to the pros early. Uh, but yeah, that's love that game, love that franchise. I miss it. Uh, but that's my number twenty-five. Awesome, um, Justin. Mm-hmm. Number twenty-five, Mortal Kombat Two for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's better not. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> go ahead and say. What <laughs> I was gonna say it's say. better not be the only Mortal Kombat on your list. But go ahead and go on. Um, don't even, don't even, don't even, don't even remark to that comment. I will. Uh, <laughs> this game uh, <laughs> I threw him off. Uh, uh, Super Nintendo. This is a game. The first one on Super Nintendo did not have red blood. The second one did. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of giving facts for this game. Yeah, it's fine. It's 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 a you know what Mortal Kombat is. It's a it's a fighting game, mm-hmm. and I really and this is. Um, this franchise of fighting games, like this arcade style, is it's my favorite. Yeah, um, I love the characters. I love the weird, unique moves. I love how fast paced it is. Uh, I love, especially in the second one. I love the destructible environments. Like you can uppercut people up through certain parts. Yeah, that's right. I believe that's on the second one. That is the second one. Yep. And uh, there's like a bridge where you can uppercut someone down with the spikes. And uh, also, there's this uh, like 
I can't think of the name. I think it's like Baraka's home place, like his fighting place. It's like you're fighting on this like really pale colored like little walkway, and there's like uh, acid in the background. Yep. You see like, bodies floating down. You can like, got a spike. You can, yeah. yeah, and you can do stuff on in there too. It just it was so fun. Like, and it's it, the coolest thing for me. Like uh, the uh, with when speaking about the way that the game looks, anyways, is like these are real rendered people. Mm-hmm. These are sweaty people. And, uh, like, everything in the environments look like real things, too. Like, uh, it's just, it's something that I wish more games nowadays would actually do, especially now that you have better technology to, to do that. I would love to, because you could have so many more frames of animation of real people. I would like that. Yeah. Especially, like, in a side, you know, fighting game. But there's so many things you could do with that application of artistry. But, uh, yeah, absolutely love Mortal Kombat 2. I used to watch, stay up and watch my brothers play it and get in fights uh, when I was on the bunk bed. And, uh, <laughs> just, I will always love this game. Yeah. Well, quick, I remember uh, like probably like five, six years ago, where your brother, when you lived in the apartments um, by the by the post office. Oh, yeah. We played, uh, we all took turns trying to beat him. Uh-huh. And he beat us, like, it was like 100 straight times. And it, he played, uh, he played, when he played like Galaga or something like that. Yes. Um, he feel like we, he beat us 100 straight times. Like, we were lucky like to get a, sh- a hit on him. Oh yeah, I don't think he ever lost a round. He was in, he's insane. Yeah, like I'm just like mashing buttons and he knows all the combos. Yeah, yeah, and it's still fun to play against him because he's so good. Like it's like God, and when you when you get something on him, it's like oh I feel, yeah, when yeah, he felt like, good. Yeah, just something like a two punch <laughs> combo was awesome. Uh, yeah, that's it for uh, okay. Mortal Kombat two. All right, well, uh, number twenty five, Gabe, Jack, and yeah, doesn't matter. Anyway, Mario Kart DS. Wow, okay. (laughs) Mario Kart DS, man. This was a game that I remember enjoying the hell out of, dude, because it's the first Mario Kart game where I completed it. I actually went through, unlocked all the characters, all the courses, went through the the mirror courses and stuff like that, and I absolutely had a blast from beginning to end. I mean, online wise, I was playing with a few friends and stuff like that, but it you know, the online thing got kind of out of hand because there was a lot of rampant cheating and stuff from other people that'd be, like, way ahead, like, doing their fucking snaking and all this other shit. But, uh, no, it's just, it was just one of the first games on the DS where I liked Mario Kart in general. I mean, I played a little bit of, like, Super Circuit and this and that, but this was the first game on the handheld where, oh, wow, this is a legitimately great quality racing game that uh, I could play as Rob the Robot or I could play as, like, mm-hmm. all my favorite yeah, Nintendo characters and stuff like that and just go forth and, you know, annihilate a lot of the, the courses and stuff. There was just a lot of, like, random vehicles and stuff. It was just... It was still, like, pure Mario Kart things before they introduced the carts and it's like the Wii version and all this other... Uh, the bikes in the Wii version. But, uh... Yeah, you know, that's my number 25 right there. Mario Kart DS. Very nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lots of fun playing the game. Yeah, yeah man. And but... like uh, the downloadable play or the co-op, like if you're playing next to somebody. Remember we did a lot of that yeah, back we did a day. lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably the best battle mode, too. And, uh, yeah, I agree. One of the Mario Kart games. Definitely uh, one of my favorites. Yes. Uh, moving on to the 24, uh, starting with me. Number 24, this is 1999's Pokemon Snap. Oh. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Uh, so, I, I played this game, 
a few years ago, I bought, I bought it on the Wii. Not a few years, probably five years ago. Played on the Wii, and this thing is still great. Like, I'll admit, some of the games on my list, I've gone back and played, like, in the last few years or so, and they don't hold up well, but I can understand why I liked those games when I did, or yeah. things like that. Sometimes it, sometimes the nostalgia does bite in the ass. This is one of those games where this was no nostalgia. This game, this is a legitimately great game. I would still play the shit out of this today. Like, I beat it back then, like, five, six years ago. I beat it several times. It's, I, don't own, I didn't own a Nintendo 64 very long, but this is probably my favorite game on Nintendo 64. Nice. Uh, if I had to make, we made like a list. This would be it. Because <laughs> list now. Um, um, just going through, my only complaint with the game was it only had like eighty something Pokemon. And this is a Gen One game, so it only you know it. There's only 151 at that point, but I still remember like the last level, trying to take a picture of Mew, going through, finding all the secrets. Everyone had like the hidden. Was Pokemon. it you in that cave one? Oh yeah, the waterfall. You got to see him up in the air flying around. Yeah, and like he had the orb, and you had to like hit him. Yes. I think you got to hit him with something and get the orb to go away. Took a picture of him. Um, that game's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I could still hear the the music, the mini music. I'm, I'm playing it right now in my head. Um, but yeah, that game so great. I, I think of all, I remember all, like all the environments. There's only like eight levels, but I could probably pretty much like imagine the whole into every single level all the way through right now in my mind. Well, what a what a shoe in game for the Wii U. It never existed. I know, Actually, right? years ago, I I'm sure everybody, else, a lot of the other people have. It blows my mind that game never came out. Or like, like it would be a great uh, handheld game too. Yeah, totally. Uh, sadly, I think Pokemon Go is the closest we're ever gonna get to a sequel. Um, it reminds me of that. Yeah, but it's you, definitely Pokemon Snap's better. Oh yeah, I'd, <laughs> I would much rather have a Pokemon Snap. Oh yeah, at Pokemon Go. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, this is fun. All the neat things you can do and the secrets in that game are so cool. Yeah. Or like we like we get the poke we get the pokey flute and like like three oh. levels later and you have to go back to the first back. level and go get get Snorlax. Oh. And you see Snorlax starting to dance. Yeah, or like getting, uh, <laughs> yeah, just the way you can interact with all the oh, yeah. throwing yeah. apples and stuff. With the, the there's a dancing like or the pissed off. Um, what's the uh, what's the the manky? Manky. Like, or you hit you hit the squirtle. With the with the um, with the apple and he flies off and he gets Mankey. And then like, yeah, yeah, like half a level later he smacks Mankey under the button and that's it. Or finding Porygon in the oh, waterfall. Oh yeah, there's so much crazy stuff in that game. Yeah, uh, it's nuts. Finding Slither in the bushes. Um, yeah, that game. Oh man, that game is great. I can Knocking a magic carp inside of a whirlpool really and coming out with Gyarados. Yeah. Yeah, or getting uh, evolving uh, the dragon uh, to Dragonite, you know, Dragini or whatever. And you knock him into like the whirlpool or something like uh-huh. that. He turns, comes out as Dragonite. Dragonite. Or even like, yeah, just knocking I out. I got tonight at work. I did. He ran away after one try. There's a glitch in the game. Ray will fix it. Yeah. Go ahead, Jack. Or like knocking like fire monsters, you know, like fire Pokemon or something inside the lava pools. Let's say like the, you know, like yeah. knocking in like Growlets or like I think it was either that yep. or like even Charmeleon and like just Charmeleon that, at the end of the level. Yep. yep. Like coming out the Charizard sure. and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that game's great. I mean, it is. I, all right, never mind. That's the my number one awesome game too. <laughs> I, I just moved it up. I just talked myself into making this number one. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! It's number yeah, one as well. Number one. I'll talk about it again in two hours. Uh, <laughs> that is my number. Uh, you can use the same game more than once if it is Pokemon Snap. Yeah, you just can't. I said different versions. <laughs> Actually, screw the whole list. Every game is just Pokemon Snap. <laughs> no, that, that is uh, number twenty-four. Number twenty-four is a spoiler alert. This is my favorite Star Wars game ever made. It's Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Wow. Nintendo 64. Uh, this game is... I remember it being very creepy. <laughs> I remember the the music... Because it's basically this music from the, the movie. Yeah. 
and it's it's is fantastic to me. And uh, it had it was a great variety of everything. It was like a third person shooter. You could also do first person if you wanted to, though it wasn't very great. Much better as a third person game. Um, the weapons are awesome. Uh, some of the enemies are really cool. There's actually one, the first boss you have to fight. What, is it ATST, the little ones, the two legged? I think so. ATST. You had to fight one of those. And uh, it's. Wow. When you're just a human fighting one of those, you realize how powerful those things are. It takes a long time. But uh, there's also flying levels in this game. It's like the first kind of versions of like what would later become like Rogue Squadron. Yeah. So I also love those games too. But uh, this this one just... The places you go and the weird storyline, I think you're like a relation to uh, Han Solo. And uh, I think like you're his nephew, possibly. So it follows more along the lines, I think, of the books that came out. Like the weird like uh, side story books. Oh, like yeah. The Star Wars the universe. universe stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was a su- it's super interesting and fun. You also get a jetpack in this game. And it's actually the first game I ever played where you had a jetpack. And it... it the noise it makes when you go, and the feeling of going way up high and like you're around all these cliffs, gave me a feeling in my stomach like ooh, like it's it just it was a, such an immersive game and I played it so much, I just it's it's definitely my favorite Star Wars game. I love it. Nice. That's my number twenty four four. <laughs> all right, well, Jack, what's your number twenty four, bro? Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> This is the first game where I've ever played where I felt legitimately like Batman. Going through, slinking into the darkness and stuff, stalking criminals, going forth and like just using like Metroid-esque type of exploration stuff just to go and transverse the different things from the whole entirety of like the Arkham Asylum like prison and stuff. Going to the botanical gardens and stuff like that and meeting like Poison Ivy and stuff and all those random boss battles and stuff too from... All the in all the incidences and stuff where you were like hallucinating from the like the scarecrow's gas and then like even the interactions between you and Joker and stuff. There is a lot of fantastic moments inside Arkham Asylum. And even some of the boss battles are so cool. Even you know and one of the one of my most like one of the most tense moments inside that entire game in my honest opinion is when you're facing off against Killer Croc inside the sewers. Where you just it was it's it was so tense because you're just walking upon the raft the little rafts and stuff like the pieces of wood. But if you went too fast, Killer Croc would go ahead and jump out of the water and almost fucking attack you. Yeah. And uh, I have to say, man, the combat was really what made me want to go back and play it more. I have the platinum on PS3 for this reason alone is because the gameplay is just so smooth. It's smooth because you can chain link combos onto various, like, thugs and do this and do that. Do random takedowns with combination buttons. And there's a reason why many game developers today use the similar style because it is a blast to play through. If you want to get your, like, if you want to get your general audience engaged in playing a great, fluid, like, uh, combat system, you gotta study Arkham Asylum because... That's pretty much the high point, in my honest opinion, when it comes to action games like this. Yeah. But, uh, one last thing I'll say about Arkham Asylum, it's like, just the whole brief, like, little chatters between, like, uh, the henchmen and stuff like that, where you're as Batman, you're sneaking yeah. around inside the facility, and then, like, all of a sudden you hear, like, 
like the henchman gets scared because a couple of dozen other friends just got taken out and they're the only one left. Yeah. It's like, oh god, where are you? Awesome. And they start becoming paranoid. They start shooting at the darkness at nothing. And all of a sudden, it's like I did, I've done this before, where I've left one guy and stuff, and I go and I just swoop down, glide down, just glide kick him, and all of a sudden, just you know, just take him down, you know? Yeah, satisfying. Oh, so good. And when you defeat like a bunch of enemies, like it does a slow motion on the last guy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's great. I never played th- that one, but I played uh, Arkham City in Arkham Knight. You yeah. owe it upon yeah. yourself to really play action. through Arkham Asylum because I feel like yeah. that is the best in that series. <laughs> I think you might just talking to buying the uh, re- the yeah. HD remake or whatever. I always want to try it out. It's very cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, jumping into number twenty-three um, for me, two thousand five's Rogue Galaxy. Um, huh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so this is a game that came out after the new generation. This is like I think I consider this. The last great game of the PS2, GameCube, Xbox era, even though God of War 2 technically came out. The game sucks. Uh, <laughs> Rogue Galaxy is a shit. Yeah. Um, no, so this is back in the day when I was really big into um, JRPGs. I was a big JRPG fan. You'll find out more as I go through my list. I'll have more on there, spoiler alert. Um, this was like the last one I really, really, really got into. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's maybe just because uh, kind of like the way games went in the rest in the western civilization um it just went a totally different style i just i couldn't go back to that i've tried later on and I, but i even played this game uh, i think beginning of the year late last year and i saw i understand why it was a great why it's a great game but it just wasn't up for me anymore but i just remember i i could i remember a whole bunch of, like this game was so tense to me like i remember like some of the best boss battles in a game period i think yeah i remember one like <clears throat> Normally, there was like you had three people. You had like a party. There's a party three, and you controlled the one, and then you had your two other guys. It was an action JRPG. It wasn't like turn-based ones. Um, and I remember like at one point, you actually get into like a one-on-one battle with a guy. Like you get separated from the rest of your crew. And I remember fucking fighting, fighting this guy like twenty times, getting so pissed, and like <laughs> I almost at the break point, I'm like fuck this game, I'm done. And finally beating him, and it's oh, like just barely getting by him. Um, yeah, I don't know. This it's just a great game. It was, it was fun. I love doing like some of the side so stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. It was just it's a lot of the same. It's a lot of the same things you'll find in the RPGs. But I love the like the the space part of it. Mm-hmm. I like astronomy. I like that kind of stuff. And being like oh, in, a, in like a in a pirate boat in, in space, really cool. That's cool. It was a, it was just a really cool setting for me. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why it sticks out to me still to this day. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, number twenty three. Uh, go ahead, Justin. Awesome. Uh, my number twenty three. Get your Cheerios out, get your Golden Grams, get your Cinnamon Toast Crunch ready because you're about to watch a, a video game that's a cartoon now because it looks like a cartoon. It's called Earthworm Jim <laughs> oh, yeah. for Super Nintendo. I absolutely love this game. I remember that. I love the, the the weird jokes, like the things you do in the game. Like the first level, it's like there's a cow. Uh, I think he's like right by uh, a log, and you jump on the back, and like you shoot him up, and it's like cow launched <laughs> it comes on the screen <laughs> the explanation point and uh the whole game's like that <laughs> it's just in, insane like when you're hanging up on even gameplay wise this game is crazy like in the, in the movement and everything when you're hanging up on like a rope to go across and you kind of push up and there's like a dog trying to get at your feet or whatever like he grabs his butt and like pulls it up <laughs> like he's kind of holding his butt up a little higher yeah like, just little things like that like this game is full of it and the enemies look so cool like like I said it looks like it looks like an animated cartoon that's just fucking awesome and the, the sound effects are great 
some of the backgrounds are the, some of the best looking things I've actually seen in a Super Nintendo game. And uh, what else about this game? Oh, Boogerman. One of the bosses. One of the coolest bosses. Funnest bosses ever. It's it's so fun. It feels so good <laughs> to get his little booger string that he's hooked to thinner and thinner and thinner <laughs> until he just falls off. Because a lot of times, until you get to that point, you fall off. It doesn't feel very good. <laughs> and uh, Did I mention that your character is a robot suit that is a slave to an uh, earthworm? <laughs> that goes inside the robot suit, and it's like oh, its really? body. Okay. Yeah, that's the origin <laughs> and, of it. And all the ways you can die... Like it's funny, like all of a sudden, like you like you just turn the ashes, like the the worm does, or like your continues, like a you, you want to continue, it's like a, a little can of worms, <laughs> like when you're fighting like and, evil the cat and stuff, and like the, oh, yeah. the princess slug for a butt. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you go inside intestines in this game. I think it might be the sequel actually, but it's it's all one game to me. But Earthworm Jim, <laughs> oh man, Earthworm Jim, you gotta play it. It's fantastic. That's my number twenty three. Nice. Moving on, Jack, number 23, bro. Red Dead Redemption. Wow, okay. Red Dead Redemption is one of those few games from Rockstar that actually really took a hold of me because of the whole ex- the whole exposition of the story, the whole the whole times where I would go out into the wilderness and stuff and face a lot of the random like uh, the critters and stuff like that. Like I would routinely just screw around and try to mess around with the bears and the, the the grizzly bears and the fucking cougars as I wanted their pelts and stuff like that. And then just getting my ass handed to me because I would just be just screwing around too much. But uh, oh my gosh, there were some great moments and stuff. Like the whole like towards the end of the game and stuff like that when when it's like you're doing that last part and that music just starts playing and stuff like that, that dude that's singing that song where you're going to and try to f- go through the final portion of that game, you know, before, you know, what happens to John Marston, Marston and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, that was one of those moments where like, wow, I absolutely love this game because everything up until then, you know, it sort of slowed down when you got to Mexico and like you did all these random side quests here and there. But it picked itself right back out again once you got, you know, once you got out of there and you start doing random this and that and stuff. But uh, I really loved, like, the character John Marston and stuff like that. Him, him, the conversation between him and his wife and stuff like that. Just rounding up his old, his old uh, outlaw crew and stuff like that. Like I, think it's like, I think one of them was named Dutch or something like that. I'm not too sure. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. There's all the other... Like a random friends or something he used to make and stuff, and he did this and did that and stuff. But the dead eye move, yeah, dude, that was awesome. That was fucking awesome. Or just taking out a few birds at a time, you know, he's like using dead eye, and all of a sudden the, the whole screen just turns like a kind of a yellowish tint and stuff like that. You're like a one, two, three, and then boom, boom, boom. Like, oh man, it's, it's just or kill a lot of birds. Yeah, kill a lot of birds. You kill a lot of like outlaws and stuff and like there was an achievement in that game where if you wrapped up some like uh, like a helpless lady or something like that and you put yeah. on the train tracks and stuff it's like it's like a classic like villain like trope and stuff yep yeah put her on the train tracks you got hit by the train that's great oh my that's 10 point achievement ever made <laughs> <laughs> oh man but I thought it was really funny like doing the but when you're whole like gutting animals and stuff like that it goes to that same cutscene it's like oh god what have you been eating <laughs> Oh man, the various wow man! You can actually pay. You can actually play poker in that game as well, which was I played um, more poker in that game than I think I've actually played the game. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's that. There's the upgradable weapons. I remember a friend of mine, him and I were roaming inside the whole thing. He, I was playing, I think it was John Marsh, and he was just playing as some, like, uh, like, like bald Mexican guy or something like that, and, like, just just saying the random stuff in, like, Spanish. We're just doing roaming and stuff like that. We're just having a hell of a time, because, uh, because we're just screwing around, just shooting up a bunch of people <laughs> doing this, you know? But yeah, that's my number 23 game right there, Red Dead Redemption. Very nice. Awesome. I want to play it someday. Yeah, just, fun fact, Justin took the ear, the ear plug out because he doesn't want to be spoiled about the game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so moving on to number 22 for me uh, is 1993's, actually the first repeat uh, of, on the uh, for us our, um, so far in, in the list. I know what uh, it is. What do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> 1993's Doom. Oh, uh, so, I mean, Justin talks about it. We talked about it a little bit with Doom too. But best music ever in a game. Justin, I remember a few months back, we're actually listening on YouTube. They had like a four-hour-long video of just Doom music, <laughs> and I was sat there and listened. Not all, obviously, not the whole thing, but for like a good twenty, thirty minutes, I just listening to Doom music. Oh, um, yeah. Talked about Justin and I. I remember we did it a few times. We just he spent the night at my place, and I remember spent night, he spent the night at my place on a weeknight, and we played play, say up to like three in the morning. And then I didn't have a car back then, so he actually, like, I got out of get up at 6. He took me to work because we stayed up so late. We, he decided to stay the night, uh, stay up so late playing fucking Doom. <laughs> um, but, uh, Greg, yeah, I remember playing, I remember getting it. Um, I can't remember why, but my mom um, actually, for what took me to Gamers, is where I actually oddly worked a few years later, when I was, like, probably 11, 12 years old. Um, she took me to Gamers um, and bought me Star Fox um, for Star Fox, the original one for Super Nintendo and Doom. And I remember I had to spend the night at my cousin's house because they were going out and they didn't, they didn't have a Super Nintendo anymore. And I was all excited because I was going over there and play it. And I had to fucking wait like a whole day and a half. Oh. Especially when you're a kid, you know, when you're like 10, oh, 11 years old. That's like Feels a like year. an eternity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so pissed because I had two great games and I sit there and wait, fucking sit there and look at them. Yeah. But uh-huh. uh, the weird story. But yeah, it was just a great game. I just like you said, you talk about fast paced shooting. Didn't have to aim. Just kind of looked at that general direction, blew the sh- boom up. Uh, the roars of the monsters when they died. I always loved it like when oh. they just fell into a pile. Oh yeah. Um, and you blew them up with the rocket launcher. Um, yes. Great, just a great fucking game. Uh, yeah. So that is my number twenty-two. It's very nice. My number twenty-two is Super Mario Kart. Oh. Of course, with Super Nintendo. Oh. There you go. Uh. I have very fond memories of playing this with my dad. One of the few games I ever played with my dad. Playing battle mode. Yes. <laughs> we played that game forever. It's still my favorite battle mode in Mario Kart by far. I played it last year with my brother. Yeah. I still had, we had a lot of fun. Played it for like two hours straight. And uh, it's just, I just love this game. Like it's it's Mario Kart. I mean, I, like it's a racing game. Uh, I really love this kind of. Obviously, it was a door to everything else in the series, but like, I loved uh, one of my favorite levels from the old one was uh, from this game was what is that? It's like Boo's Haunted Mansion. Yes, or Boo's level. Yeah, that one's cool. Like, and you can hear the wood planks. Ghost Valley. Oh yeah, like all the yeah. little details in that game. Like probably Ghost Valley too like, or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You can like hop across little holes or cracks if you start getting pretty good at the game. Mm-hmm. Um. It's awesome. It's funny because actually, like, some of the mechanics in this game, I don't think they brought back to Mario Kart 8. I think there's a mechanic. I can't think of what it is right now. Is it the hopping? 
that was could be the hop. I don't, I don't think it's the feather hop, but then again, I may be wrong. That's it. Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. There's something there, but I absolutely love this game. And, uh, yeah. Definitely my, my, uh, one of my favorite Mario Karts. Oh, okay. Oh, spoiler alert, possibly. Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely in the top eight Mario Kart games. We can go. We, I think we all agree upon that. It's my favorite one. <laughs> moving on to uh, size eight. Size eight. Uh, moving on to Jack. What is your number uh, twenty-two? Limbo. Holy shit! Okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Limbo is one of those platformers where everything about it, you know, it's so basic, right? You're transferring as a kid, going through it, exploring the whole world. There's no exposition. There's really nothing really that's telling you, okay, let's go ahead and just go to this certain point or that certain point or something like that. You're left to interpret a lot while you watch the aesthetic of the game in and of itself. The whole color scheme is in black and white. It's so moody. It's so tense. It's scary. It's really dangerous too because everything can potentially kill you if you don't even like <laughs> go forth and uh, think properly. And it usually does the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does though. And you have to really watch your surroundings and stuff in order to figure out, oh, okay, that's how that puzzle works and stuff. I have played through this game at least two, possibly three times. And each time I get... I get through this game and I enjoy it a lot more than the last playthrough because I keep noticing little details from like that little worm that buries itself in your head or something like that that makes you move this this way or that way or something or going forth and uh, you have to go through like and try to beat that fucking spider but you have to rearrange the bear traps like so and then it like just go and doing this and doing that you know the whole scene where you you find out like uh that whole that big old spider's gonna chase you from here and there and stuff, and you have to simultaneously rip each of its legs out throughout the duration of the game and stuff before it eventually just goes forth and dies. You know, I have to. Does it s- turn into a ball? To, sorry, does it turn into a ball? And you gotta use that. Yeah, you have you to get, use it. Body. Yeah, it just has its you body. Use its abdomen. Or you have to use yeah. its entire abdomen and stuff like that in order to use as a platform and stuff like that. I have never played a game that's been so atmospheric and so, like, dark and stuff as in Limbo. Because quintessentially, you're a kid that could potentially be killed at any moment if you if you pretty much fuck up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I fucked up. A lot. <laughs> While playing this game. But, uh... When... Ah, oh, man. It's just one of those platformers where... Each platformer that I've played and stuff, it always had that one niche, that one gimmick that I really liked and stuff like that. This had almost everything that I, you know, more than just one thing that I really liked. It had like about five or seven, five to seven different things that I liked about it. But overall, it's one of the most fantastic, basic type of games where you could play it almost everywhere now. I mean, you have, you can, I pretty much played it when it came out on the 360 back then, and, uh, I've played a bit of it on the PS4. I beat it on the PS4. I beat it on the Vita and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, Limbo's my number 22. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Reminds me of like a super dark James the Giant Peach for some reason. Like the way, <laughs> they, especially the, way the kid looks. I can see. Yeah, yeah like I can see that. I don't know what it is. Like the claymation kid. Anyways. Yeah. I know exactly. Well, yeah. I, could, I understand exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Love that game. Yeah, Greg, the, 
when the, the first time the the spider leg pops up, and you're like, oh. "What the fuck is that?" It just oh, yeah. spikes and kills you. You're like, <laughs> one of like the little kid just got murdered. Craziest <laughs> mem- gaming memories of my entire life. Yeah, but that first time it's like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god, that kid's got its cap to flashing back to me. <laughs> yeah, like that's awesome. It was like, yeah, like a little. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Nice sound effects. Yeah. Um, so for going on twenty one now, twenty one for me actually back to back repeats so far um, now because uh, this was on Justin's list as well. I believe number thirty actually. Tony Hawk Pro Skater three uh, from two thousand one. I played this oh. uh, shit ton too. Um, Delta Funky Hopi Sapien. Oh uh, my the, god! That's <laughs> probably the great song. I actually literally just listened to it last night over at Alex's Good. My buddy's I'm house. I'm so happy. He he put it on too. Good. And yeah, that that great. Fun. He did that like, three weeks ago too. That was a great time. Yeah, well, I, I probably don't go more than six weeks. Every word. That still. Uh, <laughs> I've listened to some other stuff. Not very good. That's that's his one hit. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, it's a great I, hit. I have two. I have, I have the CD that it came on. Huh. I didn't spend any more money. I just I gave him a dollar ninety nine cents off iTunes from Goodwill. Uh, <laughs> I actually, dollar. You should be ashamed of yourself. I always gave him a dollar. Well, I feel probably bad. Like eight cents. <laughs> um. I agree with you. It's definitely the peak of the series. I like some of the other ones. I liked Underground quite a bit. Uh, Underground Two, the Jackass stuff, was kind of where it, to me it started falling off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was like American Wasteland. That one, Wasteland. That oh, one yeah. wasn't bad. Uh, but it just it never it just didn't capture like three was. Where it's just kind of like a good combination of goofy, but it was uh, still like a fun kind of serious skating game. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's what I'm saying. I think when three came out, I think. Like, everything at school, everywhere you go, skateboarding, like, was huge. I'm not going to call it a fab, but it was, like, it still is huge, mm-hmm. but, like, it's, like, it just, when you're living there, like, in the middle school, I think, when it came out, and, like, it was just, it was crazy. Like, yeah. It was on its pinnacle in the 90s. I, I skateboarded. My brother skateboarded. I always wanted to skateboard. I love skateboarding, and it's just awesome. Yeah. I remember, is it Vans, the, the shoes? Like... I think it was like the big skateboarding shoe out there at the time. Or was DC, DC Shoe Co. USA, yeah. yep. Vans, Etnies. But I think Vans and like DC were the two big I ones. Had. I remember like all kinds of kids had Vans and DC. Um, didn't skateboard. It didn't skateboard. Yeah, yep. it was like it was just a cool, it was a cool thing to have. And I think a big part had to do with this game. Like, oh it yeah, just, it made for a short period of time there. It made skateboarding that little CCS you know, cool, uh, even like air walks and stuff got too. Every month. Yeah, you <laughs> just, so many people got it. I remember having you got like a free like I always got it. I was so excited. Yeah, you just look at it. I didn't. Care about skateboarding? I, I owned a sk- I, had a, I owned a Stone Cold Steve Austin skateboard at one point in time. You see, yes, you did. Yeah, you, you I was did. so excited because I can go down the hill on our side street there. I remember he's like this, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was to see yeah, Tyler just falling up. <laughs> oh, I fell several times. <laughs> he became a scooter man. I was a big scooter guy there for a little bit. All the time. Fell on those a lot too. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked. We already talked about a little bit, but yeah, that's my that is my number uh, twenty-one. Awesome. Number. 21, yeah, 21, yes. possibly my, my hardest to place game on here, because it's not very old, and I had to put it on here, because when I played it, it I remember just absolutely thinking it was almost a perfect game, and that's Dead Space 2. Ooh. Wow, okay. Um, just, it, everything about it, like it reminded me of things I love from Resident Evil in a way. It, it, it was much, to me, it was much better than the first one. It was more well paced. There was like no, not really any backtracking, which isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. But like I just I loved how smooth it was. It seemed to be it was like it, it was cinematic without actually being like cutscenes every like you know every five seconds or whatever. It was just really well made. Um, 
improvements like that, it looked better too. You know, it's a longer time to, you know, get used to how to make games look better in the system because the first one. How many years was it between the first one and the second one? I think you know? two years. Two years? I think it was 2007 when Dead Space... 2008 when Dead Space came out. I think this was 2010 or 11. Okay. I, I feel like the second one has kind of uh, surpassed the first one in every way. And uh still love the first one, though. Yeah. But, uh... And I also... Obviously, I, I love the, the space aspect of it. That was really cool. Really unique for me. I never played a game necessarily like that. There's, there's games. Like you said, Metroid's kind of like that. Like, you know, you're off... Lost in space, something horrible happened. Yeah, supposed to, you know, but this is just different. It's like a survival horror, uh, s- space game, over the shoulder. Like uh, I look at it like be like Resident Evil Four, the same type of style. Yeah, very cool. Uh, absolutely love this game. Definitely one of my favorite games. Very cool. Time. Very Obviously, cool. twenty one. Yeah, number twenty one. Uh, but no, yeah, I agree with you. That's a. I think, survive like survival horror games. That's probably the. The last great one we played. I mean, as far as like shooter ones, like yeah, outside of, like you know, not not kind of like an Outlast things like, but like yeah, as no, far as I know what you mean. Yeah, um, that's I think that's been the peak so far in the last decade or so. Yeah, of those no, types. I, I think I have to agree. I can't think of anything else mm-hmm. at the moment. Resident Evil Six is it's a close second. Oh yeah, no, yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, number twenty one. Very cool, man. Uh, Gables. Jack Gables. I'm going to start calling Gables. <laughs> you guys, that's what you kept calling me when you were drunk last night, too. Was it? Like, I called Gables? That's great. I don't remember yeah, much It's like, all night. of a sudden, I, just, I see this random Facebook to- like post on the talkie ship feed. It's like, all, Gables, where are you? Did I do that? Really? Yes, I don't you remember did. it at all. <laughs> oh, it wasn't him. I'm going to go through my Facebook and see what I posted. Um, but what's your number 21, man? Oh, shit. All right, my number 21. Now everything's starting to get real for my list here. Donkey Kong Country 2. Nope. Oh. Told you Donkey Kong, it was the best Donkey Kong game. This game is disqualified. (laughs) Oh. Go ahead. Donkey Kong Country 2. My gosh. Everything about, I said about Limbo. Dude, this is the exact opposite, obviously. This is a fantastic, like, bright, cheery fucking platformer. But at the same time, it's basic. It plays really well. The music is absolutely fucking fantastic. I could still listen to this soundtrack to this very day and just have a smile on my face working to and from or going to the bus stop and just riding the bus and listening to, like, Sticker Brush Symphony or, like, oh, man, or even, like, uh, some bit... You know, like, the first time that you hear that... uh, that's sort of like a ghostly tune or something like that where you're going through the swamp or something like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, those type of moments when I was playing my Super Nintendo, like uh, back around 96, 97, before like the N64, when I got that, just playing games like Donkey Kong Country 2, it just takes me back because the levels were so creative. The minecart levels were even enjoyable, I thought. But... Uh, you play like playing as like Dixie, like uh, Diddy Kong and stuff like that. Switching through, I loved playing as Dixie Kong. Going through like do the whole ponytail like swirl and stuff. Going through like levels super fast and then finding the secret barrels and going all through the various stuff. <laughs> I've always wanted to go through and try to complete like a hundred and two percent because, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's just so fucking fun. I mean, it's a pure fun gameplay platformer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but
But uh, the boss is really fun, too. You, know, you had that whole freaking, like, uh, that lava sort of sword or something like that, where you had to try to navigate this sort of lava world and stuff. Then you come across this sword and stuff, you had to do, like, barrels or something at it or whatever the hell. Then, like, uh, going through, like, some of the other bosses. I mean, there was the final boss, like, King K. Rule and stuff like that on the, the ship oh, and man. stuff. Then you had to try to, like, obviously toss barrels at him. And it was a fucking hard... Boss is intense. Dude, yeah. He was a fucking tank. Fucking intense. Yeah, he was a tank. That was intense. That was fucking awesome. But... But, yeah, that's my number 21. Donkey Kong Country 2. Awesome. Real quick, I want to admit... This this is not on my list. So fucking close to making it, though. Uh, The music that was... I was literally pointing at the computer when you started talking about the music. Because that... I, I, I... I still listen. I haven't played this game in probably like 10 years. I think I played when it came to the Wii, U, uh, Wii yep. Virtual Console. But I used to play it back in the day a lot too when I was a kid. I could st- I could still remember like the music from um, the level where you're climbing up the ship and you're in the clouds. I think it's right before you the second level. Yes. Yep. 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 I just played that last night. Nice. And like like the fighting the bird, the bird boss, you throw the The bird pirate, yep. Yep. And then like the the sounds that the the enemies make like the crocodiles when you hit them like arr, arr. Yeah, yeah it's just I love fucking, that. It's the sounds so the, the sounds of that game alone make it a, a, a great game oh my gosh uh, yeah. Yeah. So, the fullest yes so definitely uh, great game oh yeah um, most definitely but that will wrap it up for part one of our uh, top 30 games part one, part um, one. we'll go and go through the spiel of ways to, to, find, to find out more about us we're on Facebook we have a page and group that uh, there's both Gen Gaming podcasts on there, so like and join us on Twitter. We are at Gen Gaming Pod on YouTube. We are Generation Gaming uh, on Twitch. We are at um, not at, but we are <laughs> Gen Gaming Podcast on there as well. So like, join, subscribe to all of those. We greatly appreciate. it. Also, uh, if you listen to us on iTunes or you listen to us on YouTube, whatever, go check out our iTunes. Like, like, our, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe on YouTube. We really like that. Also, give us a review on iTunes. We'd love that. Um, that definitely helps us out to get more viewers or more people to see us. We get some five-star reviews. Um, if you don't want to give us five, four or five stars, then don't. Please, just don't review us. Don't waste your time. <laughs> um, or just give us five stars anyways. We'd really appreciate that. But, no. Um, thank you, guys. I got to pee really bad. <laughs> We're going to stop this recording. Uh, you guys will hear the rest next week. But, uh, love you guys. Talk to you, I guess, next week. Later. I was Justin. There you go. It's a weird outro. (laughs) (laughs) And I have been the Jack of Hearts. See you next week. GG. We got a brand new collaboration here. (laughs) Oh.